What's up, Brewers listeners? Matt here with my amazing, amazing, beautiful, Ooh. and getting ready for Valentine's Day co-host. Ryan. Ryan is. <laughs> I think we should bring back the uh, the sexy bathtub video again. Ooh, I think this we should, year. Yeah. just for Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm going to vote no. Oh, uh, well, too bad that I have three votes to your one and Erica's three. Three? Yes. What? What? Just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But uh, joining me as always are my amazing co-hosts, Erica and sound guy Ryan. Dun, dun, dun. Hello. We also have another guest today. We do. Who's our guest? Al. And we didn't. Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey. What's up, Val? Hi. <laughs> uh, and by that... Awesome voice, that sultry, sultry Ooh, voice. So good. Here. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm using adjectives to kind of get people ready for Valentine's Day. So sultry, mm, I felt it. What's another one? Lusty? <laughs> I don't know. That's very extreme, that's a, but okay. <laughs> that's a deadly sin. Yeah, we're not going to get yeah, into Don't that. go there. Um, but we're actually in Salem, Mass. Indeed, but we're not at a brewery. We're not at a brewery. Which, if you know anything about Salem Mass, we're obviously at the Salem Witch Trials, right? No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we today? We're at... Far from the tree. Yeah, thank you. I just had a <laughs> wow. big, you, yeah, big time brain. blonde yeah. moment. Yep. It just like She's looking shut around. down. She's like, where are Oh my God, where's the name? Where are <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah. a long name. Yeah, Far it's from the Tree. Yeah. <laughs> far from the Tree for me has been the home of uh, bad Tinder dates before. This and Night Shift. I've gone on bad Tinder dates here. <laughs> wow, um, congrats. <laughs> no offense. <Yeah. laughs> I, I feel you're like, welcome. No, the, <laughs> best, <laughs> the best part of the dates has been the cider. Mm. So that's like, mm. that's good. I walked away and I was like, I the cider, right? didn't find the love I was looking for, but <laughs> the theater was great. Yeah. My memories is when I was on the, around the corner in Boston street, I had come here every Sunday after work That's and cute. I'd be able to walk and then walk home. It was great. Were you able to walk a straight line home? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. I, yeah. I had help. I had <laughs> help. <laughs> um, yeah. Also a memory of mine is that I brined a turkey one year with bog. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. That's the cranberry one, right? That's the cranberry yeah, one. That's yeah, that's the cranberry one. Rosemary yeah. sage thyme. Yeah, sage thyme. Yeah. So I brined a turkey with it and it came out great. Nice. I have not done it since because it was a lot of work and I don't want to cook anymore. I don't know. That sounds <laughs> stupid. But um, usually we encourage drinking it with the turkey, but that works. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah, See, exactly. that, that's my exactly. problem with cooking with alcohol. By the time I'm ready to use the alcohol, the alcohol's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, Salem Mass, we're here, home of Far From the Tree, and we're with Al. So Al, we start our podcast by asking our guests, you know, typically like, what's their first memory of beer and the role at the brewery? But we're not mm. a brewery. Mm. We're not talking about beer. So what's your first memory of cider? Cider. Well, I grew up next to an orchard in Hopkins, Massachusetts, and used to go picking there all the time. So I have a real nostalgic connection with it. Okay. Um, a lover of apples. A lover of apples, uh, a lover of that flavor. Um, but the first time I had an experience with hard cider, uh, really in a serious way, was when I was in England. Um, I lived in England for a couple of years. I was there learning to make wine, got a degree in enology, the science of winemaking, and kind of fell in love with the local uh, cider-making culture there, which is called kind of scrumping, where you go out and just grab apples That's from old name. orchards. Yes, yeah, scrump, called scrumpy. Um, and kind of fell in love with it in the background while I was studying to make wine and it ended up becoming the thing that I was most passionate mm. about, which was kind of fun. So, And cider out there is completely different than it is here. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, much totally. drier, yep. much more tannic. Drier, tannic. I mean, the, the way they make it, the apples they're using, there's a whole lot of things a lot more different out there. Um, 
Number one is the apples are such much, much, much more tannic than the stuff we use. Most of the stuff we're using is, is dessert apple varieties, less tannins. And they're much more rustic with the way they make it. They just let it go. They let it go wild. I mean, yeah. I think all cider makers do that a little bit, but generally the American um, uh, approach to making hard cider beers to have a little more control mm. and make it kind of do what you want where they're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is that Because that's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was my first intro to it was in England about, going on about 12 years ago now. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. Uh, roll at the, roll at the cidery. I've done everything. Uh, right now I am the GM and owner um, and I'm kind of temporarily like carpenter, room, carpenter. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm always a cider maker, uh, but I've got a couple other cider makers um, that kind of trade off the roles there a little bit. Um, but yeah, kind of just keeping it going, getting it, getting things uh, continuing to move through all of this up and down with uh, the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've done, I've done everything here. Uh, I was, when I started, it was by myself with my wife and then kind of have done every role in between. So um, I like the cider making the best. It's the most fun. Sales is, the, is difficult, <laughs> but I appreciate the challenge of it so much. Yeah. Um, and then I love the tap room too. I love coming here, drinking here, yeah. working here. So definitely can't go wrong with that. Mm. And how long or when did you start? I guess uh, we started going on about eight years ago and oh. the tap room's open, been about open about six. Okay. So we were just distributing when we started. And then we opened the tap room a couple of years later. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What was the original plan? I know you mentioned, you know, winemaking, but original starting when it seems to always change. I mean, like, <laughs> like, did you want to be a doctor? Yeah, like you well, want to be an astronaut. I wanted yeah. to be a dog originally when I was uh, little, right? And then a fireman. Um, no, I won't go that far back. I, I wanted to be. Um, I was thinking about going into wine. Uh, my wife and I kind of fell in love over wine and. I moved to Europe to learn to make wine there, but I kind of reconnected with my roots with cider. Um, what I learned when traveling around Europe and making wine was that the happiest winemakers seemed to be the ones that were connected with kind of who they were and where they, what was going on in their area. And so I kind of applied that to myself. I said, I'm from Massachusetts, um, apples grow all over the place. There's a lot of culture there. So let me go back to where I'm from and just lean into kind of where I grew up. Um, and so that's kind of how my wine approach kind of evolved into cider. So I kind of went, learned, and kind of came back. So now coming from, you know, American cider, but learning more about it in England, mm-hmm. how do you make it here? Do you make it more American style? It's a blend. Or, okay. I mean, we're, we're rooted in tradition, but unique to the core. So it's, uh, I love the traditional way of, uh, the English or the French doing it where they say, you know, it's all about the fruit and it ferments the way it's going to ferment and then you just have what you have. But also, I'm from here. I'm part of the kind of craft boom mm. where everyone's super open to trying something new and super open for it to not be traditional. It's okay to throw peaches in there or jalapenos yeah. in there, which I think someone in England would say, how dare you, <laughs> yeah. you know? But I love the openness of people saying cider can be anything. And also saying, we appreciate the tradition too. So I kind of mix all those you at all both, times. Then. Yeah, I do yeah. both. Uh, as uh, if you were a branding strategist, you'd probably say it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably pick one kind of thing. But yeah, we just keep doing what's 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 interesting for us and what we enjoy. And it doesn't always keep things consistent, or always doesn't make sense from a branding uh, perspective. But I just want to be happy and do interesting stuff all the time. That's so. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is anyone in England kind of doing what we're doing in there in um, the United States? Yeah, I mean, if there's a couple. Uh, when I went back, went back about two years ago. There's a couple who are kind of branching off and doing like kind of the interesting stuff with the fruit ciders and the hops and all that stuff. But it's not, it's not as big of a thing over there. They're more traditionalists. They're more kind of the cider being cider. You know, mm-hmm. there's a couple of really big houses like Aspals and um, Magners, and those guys kind of are the big dominant players over there. And then the smaller guys kind of are more orchard, more orchard cider houses. So they're doing all kind of fruit centric or just apple centric, but not mixing much. Yeah. In, so is there a proper way for someone to drink cider? I've heard you need it with ice. I've heard from temperature. I've heard cold. What, um, what's, what's the, the proper way? It depends on the cider you're drinking. Um, if Magnus tells you to put it over ice, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put it over ice and you're going to water it down, but that was a selling point they're trying to push yeah. and it, it did work very well. So, um, yeah, I would put it over ice as Magners. If it's our stuff, I would just drink it, you know, fridge temperature. Um, you can drink it warmer. When we do kind of the more scrumpy traditional stuff with higher tannins, I would say a little bit warmer. Mm. Um, it wouldn't freeze it down so cold because you lose a lot of flavor and aroma. Um, but yeah. Is there anything with cider with, um, Glasses, like a lot of beer, right? You have the proper glass. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, you know, we kind of serve it in almost kind of like a wine style. I kind of like it that way. Um, I think you get the smell a little bit better. But if you go over to England and go to like an orchard to get, get a scrumpy, they're just going to throw it in a cup. It's not, <laughs> it's not fancy. It doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be fancy. It can be fancy if you want it to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, there isn't a real a real traditional glass. I know a glass mm-hmm. manufacturer would say there is, but <laughs> of course. cider doesn't have that kind of tradition. You know, beer, you've got all the different styles. Right, Wines, right. you have different styles. Cider doesn't really have yeah. that. Yeah. Do you get a lot of aromas from cider? Or like, I mean, do you think like something like a snifter or, or would be beneficial to a cider? I do. And when I go to the bar and I get one of our ciders in like a pint glass, mm. it upsets me a little bit, but <laughs> they're trying. They have our yeah. cider on tap, so yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the tulip shape and the thinner glass lends mm-hmm. to it being a little bit more appreciated and you drink a little bit slower. When you get a pint glass, you just Take larger gulps, <laughs> you do. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Um, but I think if you can slow down a little bit, it, it works better, yeah. I don't know if it's a misconception because I have certainly gotten a headache drinking cider mm. before, but mm-hmm. is that a myth? or is that it- Cider gives you headaches yeah. more so than something else? Yes. Well, I think it's like a cider wine thing. A lot of people yeah. comp- um, say it's more the sulfites, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the person. If you have sensitive sensitivity to sulfites, you might have sensitivity to sulfites. You might get a headache, absolutely. Um, Just drink some water, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's the ethanol most of the time. The thing is, it's a higher ABV. So I tend to think that, you know, we're, if you're not used to drinking 7 or 8% drinks, you probably are drinking a little bit more, getting a little more intoxicated. If you're used to drinking a cider that's like a 4 or 5% and you come drink ours and it's a 7%, you're probably going to headache from the ethanol. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say slow down the drinking a little bit. I mean, the sulfites could be a thing. Um, there are people that have sensitivities to it. Uh, we do use sulfites. We use it very low amounts, but yeah, uh, the same thing as wine. So yeah. Right. Under your license here, you have the ability to make wine as well. Correct. Yeah, we are actually a farmer winery. Okay. So we use, because we use over 50% of fruit grown in the state, we are a winery. Uh, oh, we cool. just happen to be a, hard, uh, a winery that makes hard cider. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ferment. I this year I'm really getting back into fermenting other fruits. So very cool. Cherries, blueberries, grapes. I love fermenting like all fruits. So 
any, do you have any aspiration to do wine here? Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as I have time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, wine, you're not going to get incredibly amazing grapes grown in Massachusetts, although there are some wineries that do a great job with like sparkling wines. Mm-hmm. Uh, to really get passionate about wine, I'd want to grow it myself. I'm already trying to grow an orchard, so I don't really have time for that. But, um, you know, getting some cool like local grapes in from like alfalfa farm or something around here, um, I would definitely be up for it. But yeah, eventually. I, yeah. I love rosé, so I'd like to do like a dry mm. rosé. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I want to get into what ciders people know you by, but... We have to keep the lights on. So take it away, Soundberry. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you, whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers. Cheers. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. And we're back. We are back. Oh, we're back. You know what? I, I like that that was in there. Like that. <laughs> like, that's actually like a, that was refreshing. That's like an audible like that I just enjoy. Actually, it's uh, makes you feel good. Yeah, it's like my girlfriend's best friend has a, a three year old, and every glass of water he drinks, it's just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny. That is great. That is great. All right, we're back. And if anyone had plus thirty, that you should we go understand, back and listen, but that was it's really funny. You should listen. Yeah. Um, so we we're talking about what, what what ciders are you known for here? Uh, yeah, our biggest one that's going to become our flagship is the hop cider. Um, mm. I had had a hop cider on the West Coast years and years ago by Reverend Nat called Holly Hoppercott, and I was like, "This is so good!" And now is that Nova that we're speaking of? The one that I'm talking about that I had on the West Coast was called Hallelujah yep. Hoppercott, but. I had yours that. is Nova. mine is called Nova. Nova. Okay. Yeah, Correct. yeah. That yeah, one yeah. had hops in it, and I was like, hops can do really cool stuff in cider too. Um, so started experimenting with every hop we could find, and having a lot of fun with it. Um, and Nova is a blend of uh, four different hops that we use, but we just dry hops, so we're not boiling the okay. cider. You're just adding the hops, and you're and you're not heating it up, so you're just getting the aromas and flavors. You're not getting the extra bitterness. If you if you we've warmed it up before, and you get so much bittering plus the malic acid in the cider, it kind of becomes too much. Yeah. Um, but you can do that. But with Nova, we're just dry hopping, and it's good too because a lot of people that don't want to drink an IPA tend to be people that just don't like bitter. 
Right. I don't want any bitter at all. And Nova is great because you can get the flavor and aroma of the hops without the bitterness. So yeah, yep. Yep. that's really cool. Um, kind of backing up a little bit. You said you had an orchard. Yeah, uh, we got a really awesome opportunity. There was an orchard for sale up in Maine, part of a kind of land trust where they were trying to keep it as farmland, trying to maintain it as as a working orchard of some kind. And we were able to uh, get involved as kind of land stewards to take over okay. that land up in Maine. Um, and I've planted, I'm up to about 450 wow. trees up there. Um, taking forever. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> I can imagine. It's totally, <laughs> oh, they don't grow overnight? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like, you know, in the craft uh, beer and cider world, you can come up with an idea. And sometimes I swear people do it within like a week. They're like, yeah. we're going to do this. Oh, peaches are hot. Now we're going to do a peach lager. Blah, right. Blah, blah. Yeah. This is you plant it. And every year you go up and everyone keeps asking, when are you going to have cider? And you're like, three to eight years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe wow. next year. Yeah, yeah. But the trees are on year three and a half now. Oh, I got soon-ish. a little bit of apples. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in a couple of years. But I've planted. Um, so it's like 15 different varieties up there, all English and French varieties. So the the yeah. big tannin, really interesting stuff up there. So Is there a difference? I, was, I assume or I think of it as like hops, where mm-hmm. they're, if they're growing in a different area, they're going to produce. Is there terroir? Yeah. Right. There right. definitely is, um, particularly we've had a cider we're comparing with someone who's growing it in California made from the same apple called Hislop. was called Hislop Ooh. Hooray is the one we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does a Hislop cider. Exact same apple. Ciders are super different. Different color, different flavor, different aroma. Um, but there's, there's not enough growers doing enough of that comparison to really have like the wine, the established wine. Right, uh, right. <laughs> uh, but definitely huge differences you know that california compared to maine is just couldn't get much different than that so very cool um yeah that'll be fun yeah so when do you sleep yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> right now, as soon as my two-year-old daughter stops crying and uh, before my uh, four-year-old boy starts uh, waking up, <laughs> and then I get back to perfect work. solid five uh, minutes. Yeah, no, I get some sleep and I get some sleep and so yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um. Oh, I got something. No, you got something. I got okay. something. <laughs> Go, for Go for it. Go for it. You mentioned uh, kind of like the um, spontaneity in, in I'm going to say craft alcohol and anything, right? Mm-hmm. So like you mentioned peaches being the hot thing. Yeah. Is that frustrating to you? Is it like people are just trying to capitalize on like a flash in the pan? Yes. Um, I mean, Give it to us. Tell us how much, <laughs> time, yeah. how much time do you have? I mean, it's hard because I love being crazy and doing weird and interesting new stuff. But now it's like you can't stop. Yeah. You yeah. have to keep, even if you like love something, you got to change a little bit and call it a new name. And it's like, oh man, like, like it's, it's almost like the creative energy is almost like it's almost too hard to keep up. And it's getting kind of all washed away because there's so much new stuff all the time. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to take a breather and really dedicate you like to nailing the next one. But it's like, to stay relevant, you got to keep doing new stuff. I feel like you can even, even enjoy it. Like, you know, you have it for like that one time and then yeah. you move on to something different. So yeah. you can't even like sit and enjoy that one style or yeah. something. I mean, we've had Nova, we've had out for almost six years. Yeah. It's still doing okay. But yeah. I know like our distributor would be like, do Supernova, do, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, right, right. <laughs> and me and the cider makers, like, we just like this. We want to keep making it, but people. Do wet, hop, dried Nova. <laughs> I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's there's a little bit of aggravation there, but we try not to let it like guide us too much. But the pressure is always there to be new. Constantly. And how quickly does it take you to like to make a new cider? It, everyone's different. Okay. Sometimes I'll just try something randomly one night and mm-hmm. nail it. And sometimes we'll talk about it for years. Oh, so it depends. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And correct me if I'm wrong. The thing I notice is that 
you typically don't put prepared foods into your cider. So I haven't seen like, <laughs> um, without naming names, I'm thinking, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen birthday cake. Oh, so, I know. Right. Yeah. right like, yeah. I, you know, when you have like bog, for example, it's cranberries, it's, it's right. whole fruits. That, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, Earl Grey is a tea, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, is that a commitment just that you guys have done or what? You mean? Or is it even done in the cider world? Maybe. I don't know if I've ever seen a cider. Putting what? Like a whole pie in there? I don't know. Yeah. Let's say someone put an apple cider donut in their pie in there. Well, <laughs> oh, now I have to do yeah. it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, like, no, we I, just I, do the basic ingredients. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think people would love it if we did do cider donuts right in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to worry about gluten quite a bit. Right. Um, True. If we're going to do some gluten, which we have, we just really, really, really got a label for it. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people do drink cider because they have a gluten intolerance. So Definitely. Yeah. Let's talk about the tap space. Uh, sure. You, you've went through a recent renovation here. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of one, kind of the, still, kind of finishing up now, yeah. But... Um, the tap space is awesome, Thanks. I have to say. Um, yeah, you have a beautiful outdoor space. Mm. You make it feel like it's bigger than it actually is. And that's <laughs> yeah. not like a backwards compliment, but I mean, it's... it's A lot of dark uh, spaces make it yeah. feel more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely. When you were searching for a space, was mm. this place like... This is it, or was this like um, we're going to make something? Your third choice. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> when we were searching, we weren't even thinking about tap room. I was just looking for a place to make cider. Cool. And, um, uh, you know, we were a small startup company. I'm we don't have investors or anything. I'm just I just started doing it. So I was just looking for the smallest, cheapest, quickest place I could go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were looking around for a little while, and this place was available and empty for years. And it was, I was like, let me just, I can get one little corner of it. It right. doesn't cost much. I'm just going to do it. And then we just, we quickly filled up the whole building. And <laughs> this place became available. So I was like, let's just build the tap room there. So it's very organic. Yep. People want like some big plan. I didn't, yeah, I haven't no. had it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys are like, kind of like the counterculture of cider, mm. right? Like mm. you can go up to all these cider places and it's like this landscape and you yeah. have this experience, but like. You come here like and you know what you're getting. Cider. Yep. Um, yep. It's very, I hate the word blue collar, but it's like very like, you know, <laughs> DIY punk, I, I, like, you know. Yeah. I painted this whole thing myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's a lot of painting. <laughs> it Great job. Painting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I get a lot of people that say like, dude, like you should just like take out a big loan and really make it nicer in here or like get like all the awesome like metal tanks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just not that interested in putting my time or energy there. I'm just more interested in the cider and just, if people don't like it, they're not going to like it. I'm not going to try to pull them in with the most beautiful tap room in the world. Yeah. But yeah. Is it going to make you any more money? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. So. <laughs> I would be remiss not to mention ectoplasm. Mm, yes. So. <laughs> you have to mention it. <laughs> so, um, for our listeners who don't know what that is, yeah. let's talk about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's our green one that everyone always talks about <laughs> and people green. go crazy. Um, it's called ectoplasm. Some people kind of think about ecto cooler, you know, if you're from our generation. So, and it's bright green. So you're kind of expecting like this real fruity mm-hmm. citrus flavor. Um, but it is uh, green bell pepper, jalapeno, and kiwi. So it's a weird one. Yeah. Um, really, honestly, what we're trying to do is see the brightest green color cider we could get. So that's where we started, not really with the flavor, (laughs) I'll be completely honest. And we noticed that when we did that combo, we got this crazy green color. We're like, 
It tastes pretty cool, too. <laughs> and let's see what we can do. Because it was just for Halloween. The Halloween. It was just for fun kind of thing. We, we are pretty chill and pretty crazy as it is. But Halloween, we just don't care. Like, we put yeah. squid ink and cider. We do just the weirdest, <laughs> craziest things. That's and then awesome. if something works, it works. And ectoplasm, people just go crazy for. Um, so, yeah, we, we came out of it because we trying to make the greenest looking cider we could. And it happened to taste, like, pretty weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that one of the most, I mean, every time that can drops, mm. it's, you guys are always out of it. Oh, or, it's very hyped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it because of the, the color you think? Or? Um, time of year, color, the label art's cool. The yeah. label's completely different than the rest of our stuff. Yeah, There's definitely. A, an artist that, um, he actually did our original logo, but he does a lot of art for uh, like Lovecraftian stories yeah. and board games and stuff. Mm -hmm. His name is Paul Carrick. Um, he does incredible stuff. Um, and I'm actually getting him more involved with a bunch of stuff we're coming out this year. So we're actually going to awesome. go more towards the ectoplasm like label style and maybe kind of further away from our traditional kind of brand. We're kind of rebranding a little bit, Oops. leaning heavier into the weirdness. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't go wrong with that. So outside of that craziness, most of your cider is pretty, I would say chill, but mm. like makes sense. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you didn't just throw some green right, stuff together. Right, yeah. <laughs> Why are there bell peppers in this cider? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, with this, the year round stuff, you know, uh, the bigger ones, like in the spring and summer, the patch is the, the um, strawberry uh, with basil, mm -hmm. which is just a, cl yeah. like, Classic. a little bit weird, but I just love that combo. Yeah. And then the pineapple jalapenos, literally just because I like pineapple jalapeno uh, pizza. Yes. <laughs> so I threw that together before an event once and That's just brought it and I just threw pineapples and jalapenos in a keg. And love cider on top of it and people loved it i was like let's keep making that so um but yeah that's great that that's how you come up with it sometimes mm -hmm. that's just so funny um i ha i do see you have the cider rack which is a scissor rack mm -hmm. inspired um are you doing a lot with you know cocktail inspired ciders or i i, I can't recall yeah i mean it's cocktails and mixed drinks are definitely a huge um point of inspiration for a lot of stuff we do i mean we'll just make anything we're interested in at the time i mean i my wife and I recently have become obsessed with the painkiller mixed drink, which is just pineapple, coconut, um, orange juice, and nutmeg sprinkled mm. on top. And just that flavor combo is awesome. So we're going to try to make some of that. So we, cool. we don't do it necessarily on purpose, but when, when I have a cocktail or, or like a flavor combination, then I'm like, holy cow, that's something new. Then <laughs> yeah. we'll make a cider out of it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Do people come up to you and say, you should make this? What's your yes. most requested one that you just haven't made? Um... The cider donut thing. <laughs> okay. Pumpkin cider. We were onto this. We, yeah. I mean, it would kill it if we put a witch on a, on a can called a pumpkin cider. We have not done a pumpkin cider. I did a pumpkin cider that was like 80% actual cooked pumpkin. It tasted terrible. Okay. Um, the apple of my chai we do because it's chai. Mm -hmm. We call out the, the flavors on it. So yeah, pumpkin cider, do pumpkin, do pumpkin, do cider donut, do cider donut, yeah. do cider donut. So. I don't know. Should we throw some donuts in it and no. say there's gluten on there? I don't know. I don't think you should. I mean. <laughs> and it's so funny. We've talked about before, like a lot of those hype beers, a cider donut, cider or whatever. It's like, it's just cinnamon yeah. or whatever. Like, but I mean, people love it. Right. But it if you call it apple cider donut, year, it's yeah. like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. yeah. We'll do a small batch just to do it just and people will love it and then we'll have to make you it. That's it. the problem. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll do yes. it just as a joke and then we're like, oh, people love it. We Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a cider you've made that you were like, this is the best fucking idea I've ever done and it just sucked? Oh, I thought it was going to be great. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, Ember was a cider that was like uh, smoked, some smoked spices and um, a couple other things and it just, everyone thought it tasted like smoked ham 
or like smoke. Ember was available in the tap room. It was. Too. Yeah. We distributed it, but people had a lot of complaints. <laughs> smoke to smoke flavor. It was too smoky. Yeah, smoke is tough. You might want to revisit that. Smoke's coming back. I, yeah. I uh, uh, smoke's lager. It was too much. The squid ink one that we did a long time ago was not good either. People did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like mad scientists out back, you're doing it like on a five gallon. Yeah, test. we do five to make sure it's drinkable first, yeah. Yeah. and then we'll put it in the tap room. It does well in the tap room, then maybe we'll distribute it. So that's yeah. usually how we did it. Yeah. Cool. So the tap space we did the re renovation. Uh, does that increase capacity, or does that the just same increase capacity? Honestly, the primary goal of doing the revamp of the tap room was to make my bartenders happier. Oh, um, that's it was good. an old bar that my uh, brother-in-law built that I absolutely loved, and it was great. But the functionality of it here was just, it was too hard to deal with. There wasn't enough space. No one, like, providers have anywhere to put, like, their own personal items. Uh, moving the keg in and out was a, was a problem. So just trying to open it up and make it more comfortable for them. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of a revamp for that. And I love bars. And I just want more bar seating. I want Definitely. I think you walk in, it's up bar. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I kind of committed more to that. Just It was time to redo it, time to kind of smoothen things out. So, yeah. Looks good. Thanks. So 2022, we're in the midst of it. We're in February. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's next for you for the rest of the year, assuming things kind of go to plan? Yeah. yeah right. uh, <laughs> but, 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 oh, but. Oh, oh, what? Ryan's giving me the, like, the high sign. We gotta, Hi. What do we got to do, Ryan? We got to take a break for our sponsors. We got to go to the sponsors. So take it away. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Barut sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. Right, 2022. Yeah, it's it's a new year. We're here. Could We're be here. the same year. I'm hoping it's not the same as last year. Anything different's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is coming out for you? What, what are you looking forward uh, to? Here? Really getting back into making fruit wines and mm -hmm. fermenting stuff. You know, with cider, there's a huge push to like do a new cider with like, oh, throw this new fruit in it, throw this new spice in it, throw this blah blah blah. But getting taking the uh, big breath. Uh, and saying, let's get back to like, let's get some straight up blueberries from, you know, up in Maine, a bunch of jugs of it. Let's do a wild ferment. Let's do something nice. really cool there. Yeah. Let's age in a barrel for a while. Getting back into that kind of like really cool kind of fruit fermenting kind of thing this yeah. year. Um, and doing a lot more just small can releases here. Um, you know, I leaned kind of heavy into distro and was going to try to get into a bunch of states and like, I just like the tap room and I just like being here and, and doing weird stuff with my cider maker. So redirecting back at the tap room, redirecting, connecting directly with the customers and not worrying about, you know, 
getting into more states or getting yeah. into distribution yep. as much this year. It's probably more cost effective as well to stay in the There's country. advantages and disadvantages. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> uh, if you have three hours, I can get into it. But yeah, just being here myself and drinking with patrons and talking about weird it's stuff. Best. Oh, it's the best. It's the reason I do it. So yeah. Yeah. Leaning back into that, you know, this this last two years have made me reevaluate and kind of reappreciate why I started it. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to be doing this year. Um, the cider makers that you have here now, are they individuals who came into Far From the Tree as previous cider makers? Or were uh, they were to- all from the brewing industry. Okay. There's not many cider makers yeah. and wine makers really to pull from here. But, um, Do yeah, they bring brewer- bad habits from the brewing industry? No. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, brewers have got to be a lot more clean, clean and much more on top of things than yeah. the cider maker needs to. A cider maker can be a little more relaxed. Yeah. Um, we just don't have oxidation problems like beer does. Mm-hmm. So if you if a fermenter is left an extra day or something, you have a little more leeway there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, beer spoils wicked, wicked easily compared to cider. Cider sometimes it's hard to get it to go funky. Just kind of interesting. more naturally will just ferment nice and clean. You're like, oh, what a boring Damn cider. <laughs> <laughs> be weirder, be funkier. Um so, no, it, it's, you know, we are like a beer in that we're kegged and we're canned and everything. We're not like a wine. I originally yep. was going to be like a wine, but, mm-hmm. I mean, brewing industry works, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If 12 years ago when you were in England, mm-hmm. you were to be told that you would be selling cider in a can, mm-hmm. what would your response have been? Never would have believed it. <laughs> Never. Uh, I mean, I know it's super normalized now, but... It was cheap, man, especially being in the wine world. Like I brought, you know, putting stuff in a can is just a cheap way to do it. And yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Does it affect the cider? The can? Versus uh, like a bottle, I guess. No. No, so I don't think so. I don't think it affects the can. I don't think it affects the cider in, in a positive or negative way. Okay. You could have potential breakdown with the liner uh, eventually, but we've never seen that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think actually you're getting rid of the light strike, you're not having any contact with the metal. I've, I've not heard of or determined any issues with there. Unless you have the wrong liner. If you have the wrong liner, it really destroys cider. Wow. So, yeah, be careful with that. We've made a mistake. <laughs> do you have a um, mobile canning line come here? Or uh, no, we have our own canning line. Oh, wow. We were awesome. doing a mobile canning line for a while and quickly realized we should get our own. And yeah. Our own, so, yeah. Very cool. Any fruits you won't ferment with? Um, I would love to ferment citrus, but it's impossible. I, every time I try to ferment orange mm. or lemon, it's ridiculous. It's always terrible. I think something with the citric acid, the yeasts are like, they're just not friends. No, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> um, I'll try anything else. I've tried a bunch of other things, but yeah, citrus just doesn't work. Do you have a favorite fruit to work with? Grapes. I love wine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I should guess that. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, well, grapes are just wonderful. I They're love apples too. Yeah. I know I know apples so well. It's kind of I grew up next to an orchard. I own a cider house. Uh, I love apples, but wine is just always I, I can never stop loving wine. Yeah. Every time my wife and I go, we get a bottle of wine, a new bottle of wine. That's great. Love it. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. apples are like that too, but they just there's so much uh, history with wine. It's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. So. Definitely. In the beer world, we see a ton of collaborations. Mm-hmm. Any collapse that you or is haven't it like really done hard? anything? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if breweries just think we're a little too weird, or I don't know. I haven't really <laughs> tried that hard. I mean, we've done little collaborations with like um, Gentilly and, yeah. and some small stuff there, but we don't really do it that much. I don't know. I don't know why we don't. We should. 
I mean, maybe you should. Yeah. Have. It's cool that you don't. Yeah. Either way. Either way. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Way. It's yeah, hard because you can't, you know, we can't sell anything that's got malt in it. Right. Because we're not a brewery. So, and then. It has to be sold there, kind of. Yeah. I mean, not, we can't both sell it. So, but I don't know. Right. Right. It's an interesting. Yeah. I wish, uh, you know, Maine, you could have a couple beers on your tap line if you're a cider house. They won't, they won't allow that in Massachusetts, unfortunately. Yeah. Isn't that so weird how has cider cool wine is so separate? It's really, from really beer. separate. Yeah. So speaking of weird laws, what laws in Massachusetts would you like to be changed? Great question. Great question. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let's see. Um, I think definitely being able to have guest taps would be great. I'd love yeah. to have Notch on once in a while or have our stuff at their place once in a while would be cool. Uh Let's see. Um, Maine in Maine, you can have several tap rooms under one farmer winery license. I can't have a tap room anywhere else but here. So yeah. a couple of little weird things like that, but nothing terrible. Yeah, they've yeah. been they've worked with us a little bit. We've had issues. That's so good. Yeah. that's good. Connecticut has a good law. As long as it was made in the state, they can serve it. Oh, yeah. anyone can, can serve anyone else's. Yeah, yeah. they can serve that's spirits. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 I thought so too. And you're helping support other. Exactly. As long as it's, Come on. As long as it's yeah. fermented, right? That's the yeah. That's yeah, has to be fermented in state. Or I would love yeah. to have other bre- local breweries. On. Oh yeah, well, it or even like a local people in or, you know, yeah. yeah. And vice versa for a brewery to have a cider on, it's the gluten free option, right? Yeah. So it's nice to have that. Yeah, for sure. One day. And then like the cidery having something that's been distilled to do some funky yes. cocktails. Right, with. right, yeah. or something. Yeah, we've distilled um, a bunch of our uh, cider at Deacon Giles. Oh, nice. great. Brandy for us yes. a couple times, and then we've used Ooh. that brandy to kind of add back into our stuff. So we're allowed to add uh, liquor back into right. cider to a certain degree, but they can't sell our stuff over there. So I don't know. So oh Just loosen it. Like, why? Just right, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are these long It's because it's a lot of work to change it, and I don't yeah. know. People are protective of the way things used to be sometimes, so. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Is there like a National Cider Guild? Or, I mean, is there a Massachusetts Cider Guild? Yeah, not really in Massachusetts. We've gotten together once and everyone was arguing pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> Which is not what you want to hear because it is a super collaborative yeah. Yeah. industry. And I, I drink with other cider makers and call other cider makers and have a higher time all the time. That's good. But when we got us all in one room, something went wrong. Oh my God. Uh, which is too bad because we were really trying. Yeah. Um, there's a national one, the, um, the USACM. There's, a, there's like a cider conference every year that they hold that everyone kind of gets together. But I don't know, I like to retry getting together all the Massachusetts uh, cider makers because it's a pretty good yeah. group. There's just one or two bad apples in there <laughs> that really... Uh, <laughs> Really like to take the attention away, unfortunately. But right. How many cideries are in Massachusetts? Boy, um, probably twenty. Really? Oh, wow. That's more maybe than I more. Was guessing honestly, yeah, probably more at this point. Yeah. Um, That's way more than I thought there would <laughs> <Right>? be. There's <laughs> a ten, maybe. <laughs> so Western Mass has a ton of little cider producers, from okay. cider okay. makers that have been making cider Makes for sense. a long time from old orchards out there. Cider Days is. I was going to say cider. Have days. you heard of Cider Days? Yeah, or I been have. There? Oh. I've actually been. I've heard amazing things. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people that have been doing it for generations, a lot of like kind of old school people that have been doing it just in their garage, but really interesting stuff. They've been growing really cool stuff out there. So, yeah, that's just basically like a cider fest, right? It is. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll have a tent and they'll have like 40 to 50 cider houses pop up there. Wow, so that's really it's, cool. It's really good. Yeah. But it's also still kind of a small group. Yeah. yeah. Right. Compared, compared to, to brewers, we're still, <laughs> still our own little niche. So, definitely. Is it yeah. difficult being a cidery in such a craft beer. No, I think world. it's, I think it's cool because I think brewers tend to be more, 
um, open to talk to me and chill out with me. They're not worried. Definitely. Trying to steal their like IPA recipe yeah. or something. <laughs> right. Um, and I get to be, you know. The so you don't want to make a New England style. Uh, <laughs> we tried. Yeah. Yeah. We've done the hazy thing yeah. where we yeah. had to be hazy with the hops yeah. and everything. And it was pretty good. But yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't know. People don't react to it all that well. So. Right. Right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that they're all pretty welcoming for you. Yeah. So where do you see far from the tree in five years? Hopefully exactly the way it is right now. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I really, really wanted to grow it a couple of years ago and was really like hungry to like, let's distribute all in all of the states and let's yeah. really become a big company, but do it wholesomely. And it's hard. <laughs> I don't think it's you can. Easy, no, right? I don't think yeah. you can. A lot of places um, claim they can. I've tiptoed into growing and it just, I don't like it. I'm not a, I'm not a business person. I'm a cider maker. Right. So, um, if I can make it work and stay the same size, I'd like to stay the size. I just want to come here and drink and, and hang out and um, probably stay. We're in Maine and Massachusetts, probably just stay that way for now. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Cool. If there's one misconception about cider that you mm. can change people's mind in the closing of this episode, what Good would question. it be? Yeah. It's not gluten-free beer. <laughs> uh, and also, it can be as remarkable and incredible as wine can. It is really like the blue-collar or the cheaper version of wine, white wine sometimes. It can be really incredible if you have a cider maker that's really putting the time and effort and getting the right fruit. There's ciders there that are just, I think, are on par with some of the best white wines I've had. But it's just always kind of, oh, apples are cheap, you know, fruit. So... Yeah, don't compare us to beer or wine. We are our own thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's cool, too, because unlike wine, I feel like you can do so much more. You have mm. the freedom to do really whatever mm -hmm. you want. Yeah, you don't get kicked out of town. You put <laughs> right? jalapenos exactly. in your uh, Chardonnay. <laughs> Although, cool yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, most importantly, we want people to come to the tap room. Do we call it tap room cider? Yeah, tap room is fine. Cider house. You like cider house cider better? House. Uh, cider house. All right. I'm we'll more used that. to that. But I tap like room is fine. No, we're going to call it cider house. Yeah. So we want our listeners and anyone who's listening for the first time and finding out about Far From the Tree to come here. So where are you physically located? Uh, we're at 108 Jackson Street in Salem. Okay. Uh, if you do come, summer's a great time. October's great if you like craziness. <laughs> yep. Um, if you don't want to deal with crazy lines and being packed, don't come in October. Come during the summer would be my encouragement. Winter's okay, too. It's chill. Yeah. Just because I was silly. on a bad Tinder date in here doesn't mean that you'll be on a bad Tinder date. So. <laughs> you could be on the best, best Tinder date ever. <laughs> but Al, thanks for doing this today. Well, thanks for coming by. I appreciate it when people have questions and care. So yeah. thanks so much. Anytime. We certainly do. Anytime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, make your way out to Far From The Tree. Follow them on social media. Um, and if you see their product in the market, uh, grab it. It's awesome. Cheers. 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 Cheers.